E.R. Squibb and Sons, manufacturing chemists to the medical profession since 1858, bring you the distinguished actor Henry Fonda in Young Mr. Lincoln with Ward Bond. Young Mr. Lincoln, as best original story of the year, was nominated for the 1939 Academy Award. Mr. Fonda, as best actor of the year, was nominated for the 1940 Academy Award. Suddenly, a woman screamed. A rush of running men, blood spilled on a dark meadow, and a hushed whisper of murder. The pioneer mother standing stark against the breeze, staring at her two sons. Two boys, suddenly strangers, standing over the body of a third lying stabbed. Death had come under the dark skies over Illinois. Dead. Who done it? Them fellas, Sheriff. Them three brothers. They was fighting with this here scrub white and they cut him. There's the knife they done it with. Which one of you clay boys done this? Me. No. Me. I want the truth now. Which one of you cut him? I did. That ain't so. I done it. I tell you it was me. He was going for Adam with a gun. And one of you is lying. Now, which one is it? Anybody see it? I reckon I did. Who are you? Their mother. Well, which one was it? I'm not saying. Well, it don't make no difference anyhow. Under the law, they're both equally guilty. Come on now, you're both under arrest. How much has I appoint you temporary deputies? Help me get these two fellas down to the jail. Come on, you two, let's go. Who are these fellas? Never told them around here before. Strangers right. around here. Folks ain't got no right to come to town and start cutting people up. Two of them, double boys, cutting seven of them in the back. Two. I said we ought to have a touch of this. Bro, yes, sir. First the medicine, Farnham. Hey, come on, fellas. Get a rope and hurry. Come on, hurry. No, they can't do that to my boys. They can't do that to my boys. Come on, man. We have to hurry. Those fellas mean what they say about lynching your son. Leave me alone. What do you want? Who are you? My name's Lincoln, ma'am. Abe Lincoln. I'm your lawyer, ma'am. Come on, you better hurry and get out of that jail. Open the jail door, sir. Let me out of here. 
Palmer. They've got a break in. Don't be a fool. They'll get us. Who can't help us. Now let the bus in first. I can't open the door, boys. The Lord's got to protect these play fellas and give them a trial. any species. All I got to say is I can lick any man here hands down. We know you, Abe Lincoln. Come on, man. Let's get him. Hold on, Buck. I thought I'd find that big mouth of yours around here telling people what to do. I'm Buck, all right. A big Buck on this leg. Then come on and clutch your horns. What's holding you? <laughs> Maybe some of you other gentlemen like to take Buck's place. And uh, me. I can lick you myself. Get a fat neighbor or just your nose? Get away from there, Lincoln, and we'll give it to you, too. Well, well, if it's not Bill Gentry. First time I ever heard of you trying to break into jail, Bill. But you were too busy trying to break out. Hold <laughs> up! Go on, let's get him! Howdy, Frank. Last time I saw you, you were heading for the rock pile. Beating up your wife. <laughs> now, gentlemen, all joking aside, let's look at this matter from my side. You all know I'm just a fresh lawyer trying to get ahead. But some of you boys act like you want to do me out of my first client. <laughs> Go ahead, Abe. Go on and talk. I'm not saying you fellas aren't right. Maybe these clay boys do deserve to hang. But with me handling their case, it looks like you won't have much to worry on that score. <laughs> All I ask is to have it done with some legal pomp and show. Yeah, but what about our side of it? We've been to a heap of trouble not to have at least one hanging. Sure you have. And if these boys had more than one life, I'd say go ahead. A little hanging mightn't do them any harm. But the sort of hanging you boys had given a be so permanent. <laughs> the trouble is that when men start taking the law into their own hands, this is asking the confusion and fun to hang somebody who's not a murderer, somebody who is. Then first thing you know, they're hanging one another from pure devilment. Till it gets to the place a man can't Pass a tree or look at a rope without feeling uneasy. Yeah, right there, yeah, yeah. We seem to lose our heads at such times as this. We things together we'd be mighty ashamed to be by ourselves. For instance, you took Jeremiah Carter yonder. There's not a more decent, God-fearing man in Springfield than Jeremiah Carter. And I wouldn't be surprised if when he goes home he sits down a certain book and looks into it. Maybe he'll just happen to hit on these words. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. That's all I got to say, friends. Good night. Uh -huh.
What's the J stand for in your name? John. Then why the J Palmer Cat? Why not John T. Cat? Well, is anything the matter with John T.? No, but is J. Palmer Cat anything to conceal? No. And what do you part your name in the middle for? I got a right to call myself anything I please. All right, but if you don't mind, I'll just call you Jack Cat. Your Honor, I object to this ridiculous line of questioning. Mr. Lincoln's clownishness may win him a laugh from his friends, but I assure you his entire game of buffoonery is lost on this jury. It's to the point, Mr. Lincoln. I'll do my best, Your Honor. Now, Jay Palmer Cat, you say you and Scrub White had a little argument. What was this argument about? I'd rather not say. Oh, you'd rather not say. Well, Jay Palmer, suppose I told you I'd rather you did say. All right. You want to know? We were arguing about politics. That's something new to argue about. What kind of politics? Well, I've learned different now. But I said that I figured that you had more sense about politics than Steve Douglas. He scrubbed, he got mad as a wet hen and said you didn't. <laughs> order, order. Yeah, looks like I scratched up a snake then. I reckon we can allow all you said to go in. Step down. Your Honor, I'd like to call Abigail Clay back to the stand. Abigail Clay! You love your boys, don't you, Mrs. Clay? You'd like to save their lives if you could. Uh, you were present the night Sub White was killed, weren't you? I am Now, don't be afraid of me. I'm not a bloodthirsty man. I'm prepared to offer you the life of one of your sons, provided you tell us which of your boys stabbed and killed Scrub White. Yeah. Order, order. Mrs. Clay, you believe in God, don't you? Do you believe that if you take a solemn oath in the sight of God and on his holy Bible, you are bound to speak the truth? Yes, but I can't tell you. I can't. Your Honor, I protest against the prosecution's attempt to force this woman to decide which of her two sons will live and which will die. I have seen Abigail Clay exactly three times in my life, gentlemen, yet I know everything there is to know about her. I know because I've seen hundreds of women just like her, working in the fields, suffering over some sick and helpless child. Women who say little and do much, who ask nothing and give all. And I tell you that such a woman would never answer the question that's been put to her here. Never. I'd rather, Mrs. Clay, see both your sons taken from you than to see you break your heart by saving one at the expense of the other. Don't tell them. Order! Order! May it please the court to spare the jury any more of these harrowing outbursts. The state will withdraw the question. No doubt Mr. Lincoln will be glad to hear that Mrs. Clay was not the only eyewitness of a murder of sight. Order! Order! Recall Mr. J. Palmer Cass to the stand. J. Palmer Cass! Where were you at the time Scrub White was killed? I was about, well, a uh, hundred yards away, I reckon. You saw the killing with your own eyes? Yes, sir, I saw. Why didn't you tell us this before? 
Nobody asked. Have you told anybody else about this? No. Why not? Well, I didn't want to help get anybody hung. And why do you tell us now? Because it looks to me like both of them's going to get hung. How could you see so clearly from a distance of a hundred yards at a o'clock at night? It was moon bright. I see. Moon bright. And you clearly saw a quick boy pull the knife? Yes. The descendants will stand up. Now tell us, Mr. Taft, which descendant stabbed and killed the fight? That one. The big one, Adam Clay. You're out of the state, Ray. Quiet! Quiet! This part is designed until 10 tomorrow morning. Take the business away. Lincoln, we want to thank 20th Century Fox for making this story available. Henry Fonda and Ward Bond will soon be seen in the 20th Century Fox production, My Darling Clementine. And now the House of Squid presents Part 2 of Academy Awards, starring Henry Fonda in Young Mr. Lincoln with Ward Bond. Now, you say you were about 
100 yards from the scene of the fight? Just about. Are you familiar with the land over there? Yep. What's the nature of it? Well, there's a little clearing and, and trees. A few. Right. Between the clearing and the fairground. And you saw through these trees? No. I was already through the trees when I saw them fighting. Oh, I see. I suppose the clearing was lit up by light from the barbecue fire. No, sir. Then how'd you see so well? I told you it was moon bright. Moon bright. Yes, sir. Uh, if it hadn't been moon bright, you couldn't have seen a hundred yards, could you? No, but you did see it. I told you I did. And then the only reason you're showing this now is that you feel sorry for one of the defendants. I don't want to see them both get hung. Well, I guess you wouldn't lie about a thing like that. Get down. Oh, Mr. Cass, I forgot. There's just one more question I'd like to ask you. You needn't bother to come all the way back to the stand. Cass, what'd you have against Scrub White? Nothing. And what you kill him for? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, yes, you do. Look at this book. It's Gowdy's Almanac. Go on, look at it. Look at page 12, The Night of the Murder. See what it says about the moon? That the moon was only in its first quarter that night and set at 1021, 40 minutes before the killing. So it couldn't have been moon bright, could it? Order, no. order. You lied, didn't you, Cass? You weren't trying to save these boys' necks, were you? You were trying to save your own, weren't you? Well, come on, weren't you? No, no. Then I... why'd you lie? I didn't lie. You did lie. It's just as plain as a nose on your face. But why? Come on, tell it. What made you tell a lie about that moonlight? I don't know what you're talking about. Then I'll tell you what I'm talking about. You lied because you and Scrub White had a fight. But it wasn't about politics. You never mentioned politics. That was your first lie, wasn't it? It was politics. It was. Ah, it you were fighting about something else. Maybe it was money. You owed him money, or he owed you. No, no. Maybe he was getting a little graft here and there, and you wanted to be in on it. No, sir. Well, I... what was it? Come on. It was one of those things, something that made you want to get rid of Scrub. You're crazy. He was my friend. Maybe, but just the same, you lied. Now, why? Why did you say you saw what happened when you didn't see it? All right, I'll tell you what happened. You heard a row. You saw a fight starting, you ran over there, and you saw that Scrub was still living. And right there on the ground, you saw the knife that Matt Clay dropped. And bent down and picked up the knife. No, no. And no, your no, body I... hid what you were doing. And then you stabbed him. You stabbed him in the back and killed him. No, I had these two boys, Matt and Adam. Each knew he didn't do it. And therefore, each thought the other did. And their mother, Abigail. She saw the knife in Matt's hand, but she couldn't say so without putting a rope around his neck. But you, you killed him. And you lied, and your lies tripped you up. Your crude, cold-blooded lie that was going to cover up a crime, you committed yourself. The lie you can't deny now, can you? Hanson, you did kill him, didn't you? Didn't you? I tell you, I, I didn't mean... I'd been drinking and we had a little fight, but I, I didn't mean to. Scrub, 
troubles, my friend. I tell you, not. That's I enough. Only... You're a witness, Mr. Felder. Goodbye, Matt. Take care of yourself. Yes, sir. I'm a grown up. Mr. Lincoln. Goodbye, Abigail. We ain't got much, but after what we've done. Why, thank you, man. I hope all my clients will pay me as fast as you just did. Now, be careful, them mules going home. Watch out for us. Get at mules. trying to talk you into taking on an older lawyer, but I didn't know you had that ace up your sleeve. Nothing to worry about, Judge. I might have done the same thing if I knew your boots. How did you happen to hit on Cass as the guilty? Well, Judge, I... I got to thinking about Cass when he insisted on putting his name in the middle. Struck me he might have reasons for wanting to be secretive about himself. And when I found a cop at the almanac, that cinched it. Where are you heading, Lincoln? Oh, just thought I'd walk up the hill a piece, Judge. The boys will be looking for you. What'll I tell them? Oh, just tell them I got to smell country in my nose. I think I'll go on a spell from here. Another young American was practicing medicine with the same hatred for all that was slipshod and untrustworthy. The young man was Dr. Edward R. Squibb, and he fought single-handed to supply the medical world with something difficult to find and urgently needed, drugs of unfailing uniformity, purity, efficacy. From his tiny laboratory, the beginning of the great house of Squibb, came not only the first uniformly safe, pure ether, but something even rarer. A new way of working in the production of medicine. A quest for perfection that was to continue unceasingly. It was a hopeful fill for other doctors and surgeons of Dr. Squibb's own time. We look upon your cause as our cause, they wrote. Your enterprises as the inauguration of a new era. And yourself as the exponent of the great principles of truth and humanity in a ray against dishonesty fitted. So began that continuing service in the cause of human health, which for generation after generation has made Swift a name you can trust. 
Next Wednesday, another great picture. The House of Squibb will present Academy Awards starring Douglas Fairbanks Jr. and Virginia Bruce in The Prisoner of Zenda.